You're listening to State Change, an interview series inspired by the emerging decentralization phenomenon. Andrew Keyes heads up the Consensus Enterprise Spoke, focusing on the ideation of business solutions for Fortune 500 companies. These include standardizing Know Your Client solutions and tracking the provenance of products. Andrew also explains the Consensus Microsoft Partnership and Blockchain as a Service strategy. So Andrew, I'd like to know what the role of Consensus Enterprise is in the roadmap of uh, of the consent of consensus at large, and uh, and what your role within consensus enterprise itself is. So primarily, consensus enterprise is the arm of consensus that deals specifically with what I would consider the Fortune 500. And uh, within the Fortune 500, we've we've had deep interactions with bold bracket investment banks, big four accounting, uh, large utility companies oil and gas, blue chip technology. And really what we're doing in 2016 is we're helping the, uh, these, these large enterprises understand what blockchain is, understand what the difference between, let's say, Ethereum and Bitcoin is, and understand what these changes in technology mean to their business. So my thesis is that Every Fortune 500 CIO is being asked by their board, what is the blockchain and how does it affect our business? They are reaching out to their existing service providers, which may be their accountants or their technology partners. And we're also being brought by those accountants or those technology partners to the actual companies and we're ideating on on use cases. So this year is going to be the year of the proof of concept or the minimal viable product. And we are going to essentially help usher in this technology at the enterprise level. What are the solutions that these large enterprises you describe interfacing with? What are their what are the solutions that they're what are the problems that they're looking for solutions to through blockchain? Great question. So the, 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 and, and really, that's the first question we really ask them. What are their pain points? And it really differs by vertical. In finance, everyone is trying to reduce settlement uh, time. Uh, you know, we're going from 10 years ago, it was T plus five, where it took five days to settle. Now we're in T plus three, and we're trying to go to T plus zero. Uh, we're also looking to uh, drastically reduce redundant costs. So in, in that sense, all of the investment banks all, all have to do anti-money laundering and know your client uh, compliance. And that work is extremely expensive. And that's a commoditized work. So that's not a proprietary uh, you know, algorithmic trading function. That's kind of just routine labor costs and compliance work, that if there was a standardization uh, whereby all of the banks that have to comply with these regulations uh, were able to participate in 
one particular uh, specific uh, process that could drastically reduce all of their costs. It, we, we see a lot of making the supply chain more efficient, basically tracking the provenance and chain of custody and authenticity of an asset. And that could really be done across many different verticals, uh, anywhere from you know the, the authenticity of food to the authenticity of a diamond, to the authenticity of the parts that go into a car, to tracking the authenticity and chain of custody uh, for services like Amazon. And uh, there are also other architectures that we deal with, which, which I call prosumer or open architectures, whereby uh, there are entities that are producing a service or a good and there are entities that are consuming that service or good. And there are intermediaries that may be extracting much more value than what they're providing, where they're charging large intermediary fees. And we can uh, essentially help create markets uh, whereby we can almost abstract that middleman by providing disintermediation and trust. So what is the size of the market for disintermediation? I mean, I know that that's a ridiculous question in a sense, but um, could you give us a, could you give us one of those ballpark figures? I, I think I, I could answer that in the sense of appetite. Uh, I, I, I have never seen any type of technology be so openly invited or spoken about, debated uh, as much as this technology across as many verticals. So, it, and 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 what I mean by that is this is this could be the next generation of the database, and that and a database touches every vertical, and and so we could be at the, the cusp of a whole next generation of internet revolution. How is consensus positioning itself in this internet revolution? So consensus has three main thrusts. The first thrust is deep infrastructure. So of the Ethereum protocols, consensus uh, uh, is responsible for the creation and the maintenance of two out of the six protocols. Uh, the BlockApps team uh, maintains the Haskell implementation, and the EtherCamp team uh, maintains the Java implementation. So we were there from the beginning and worked at that protocol level. And, and we also developed tools um, to help rapidly prototype blockchain applications. The next uh, part is actual decentralized applications. So we're actually building that application layer. And finally, which is pertinent to this conversation, is that enterprise interaction. Uh, so... We have a team of very skilled uh, subject matter experts in finance, computer science, project management uh, that are really going out to the enterprises uh, and creating the use cases. And what that also does is that gives a great feedback loop to the infrastructure teams as well as the uh, product teams at the application layer. So 
one, it's a we're we're able to get very good feedback on what enterprises want or what clients want, what their pain points are, and two, we're able to also generate revenue relatively quickly. I think one one you know in the business model of consensus, um, having an enterprise uh, avenue uh, provides a very complementary approach to our product teams, whereby products may take a long time to commercialize. They may take two, three, four, five years, but we're able to uh, derive revenues uh, from engagements right now. So it's, it's been able to also offer us gas money, if you will, to keep the, the entire hub going. So Andrew, what's your relationship with Microsoft? So Microsoft has been uh, an exemplary partner to Consensus. And Microsoft has developed a new vertical for their clientele called blockchain. And we have put the first product on that blockchain as a service offering, which is called BlockApps. And BlockApps is a developer toolkit and private environment for enterprises to wrap their heads around creating blockchain applications without having to deal with the many infrastructural impediments. So basically, we are able to maintain all of that uh, scaffolding for the client so they can really just get their hands dirty in building applications. And we have partnered with Microsoft and are going worldwide to all of their clients educating them on what the blockchain is and helping them uh, create use cases and to determine what the blockchain will mean to their business. Hey, thanks a bunch for coming on, Andrew. I uh, look forward to catching up with you in the not too distant future. I'm sure there's tons going on on your end. Absolutely. Cheers. Thanks, Arthur. Thanks for listening to State Change. Check out consensusmedia.net for more. Oh,